Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, enemies, and welcome to Warrior Death Show's second stream. We're going to be covering the finale, or rather the last four episodes, which I'm just going to lie and pretend we're all just one giant continuous thing that we didn't miss by accident. Uh, that is the finale, of course, of Yesterday or Otate. Uh, I'm Shaden, and I promise you I am not being visited by the Holy Ghost, um, <laughs> as much as it looks like it. It's just very sunny outside. My blinds are really nice looking and all that, but they don't do a great job of keeping the sun out. Uh, so I promise you that that will solve itself over the course of this podcast thanks to a certain something called the rotation of the Earth. Thank you very much, Isaac Newson of uh, Astrophysicist History, for <laughs> making that happen. Um, but anyway, yes, we're here to discuss yesterday where it's say get this signed off, you know, put away for good, you know, and get some of our problems and positives. There are positives about it out of the way. Uh, yeah. But of course, joining me for this, uh, you know, this swan song for this show is, of course, the Soul Doctor. Hello, fam. I hope everybody is doing well, feeling as safe and healthy uh, as possible right now. And I will say right now that I got what I wanted out of this show. And I'll tell you what that is <laughs> after the break. Was it- no, we're not going to break. But that's a tease for later on when I will I will reveal what I mean by that. I would have laughed then if you suddenly had a massive catastrophic power loss, like when you said. <laughs> Actually, I was just joking. It felt it felt like you were tempting fate there. Um, it was. So but bring it, bring it on, motherfucker. What else? Well, you have like? What more can you do this year? What more? I, I think I think that fate has played all like has used ooh, up ooh, far ooh, more ooh, of its. Oh, what's it? What's this? What's this? My new sticker was just coming with something. Oh my! Oh, oh, dark. Um, I'm so sorry, but um, Haley's comet seems to be having some beef with Tennessee. It's it's just coming right at you. It's just like a magnet. <laughs> oh god. Um. Anyway, yes, we're going to be doing this in second stream format, which is basically the format we've been doing pretty much fairly constantly as of late. You know Because we've now had the opportunity. Yeah. You know what? It, since we're gonna have three. I don't want to name the the third one third stream as I've jokingly referred to it. Third impact. There you sense. go. I, we have we have to come up with a different name for all of these. Third we'll third, third impacts. There third. you go. <laughs> right. Well, no, we can't do that. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, but why is uh, you know Hidekiano like going to personally come and punch us both in the face for stealing that? I mean, if he would do that, then I would absolutely call it. I would love to be punched in the face by Hidekiano. Like that would be delightful. It would be that'd be one of the highlights of my life, honestly. Like kids, marriage, getting punched by Hideki Anno, and then well, it the just, podcast. It would just give that. it would just give me the opportunity to say to him, "Hey, look, right, I just thought your show was kind of all right." That's a that is an opinion that you will update, and it will be soon. It will <laughs> be opinion very I will, soon. An opinion, an opinion I will update. What kind of like dystopian novel writer are you? Fuck's sake, I, man. I just think that you, <laughs> you should You will be, update your opinion. You should be more generous to Gunbuster, is what I'm saying. Because I'm sure that's the show you're talking about. The Hideaki no, I was talking. No, I was talking about Evangelion. <laughs> no, I know. But, I think that, you're, but, but your, but your, but your uh, points, I'm sure, will still apply. Um, so yes, this being second stream format, that means there is no like long rambling plot summary, riffs, asides, that kind of thing. We're going to get straight to talking points. But as part of the going into talking points, we are also going to, of course, provide context uh, where appropriate. Um, and we got patron we questions. Are, 
We do indeed. We have patron questions that we'll cover firstly. If you yourself are not a patron and are catching this on the free-to-air, or maybe you might be, I don't know, illicitly streaming it through some sort of satellite system, maybe about the CIA, I don't know. Hi, CIA folks. I hope you're enjoying this show. Uh, Please stop spying on me and everyone else while you're at it. You know, anyway, uh, whether or not you are part of a clandestine government organization or you're, you know, legitimately, you know, interested in supporting us, uh, you can find our patron at patreon.com forward slash Rory Desho. There is currently a redesign underway of our patron incentives um, and rewards. Uh, We've already discussed that on our mainline listeners podcast, so I won't Mm -hmm. currently repeat that right now, uh, but do keep your eyes peeled for that. Anyway, uh, one thing that I should mention is, of course, that because um, our like patron incentives, you know, Doc's also checking. Is it, it like? Is that your Google Glass settings there? I was peeling my eyes. I see. It's keeping them peeled for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so, um, yeah, one of the perks of being a patron is the ability to ask us questions about any show that we're covering as we cover them. And, and that's why answers. we're now going to be talking. Yes, we don't. I mean, we're not trying to like, say. If you are not a patron, you could ask us questions, but we ain't got to answer them. We could blow you off if you're paying us. Well, I, could, I, I could just make shit up. We have to answer. But then again, that's, but then again, that's what I do anyway. So, all right then. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, with the first question, this one comes from Kate Rose, and this was one that was also asked of listeners, uh, so I'll repeat this one here. Uh, for the finale, what did you like best about each show? Was there a character you resonated with or one that did not work for you at all? And if you had known how it would end, would you have still covered the show and your reasons why? Oh, man, Ooh. this is the perfect uh, question for this show. I'm so excited to answer this question. <laughs> I'll let you go first, then, uh, okay. in that case. Fire away, my good sir. All right. Huh. What did I like about the show? Well, in my opinion, Shadon, anime <laughs> romances exist for one reason and one reason only, and that's to fuck you up. And I, I said to myself, you know what? I may have been approaching this wrong, this whole viewing experience, because I have not kept that little fact in mind. After I watched Golden Time, I told myself, these shows are just here to fuck you up. I should have remembered that. (laughs) So what I really liked best about the show is me going, you know what? Here I am. Fuck me up. And it did. <laughs> it really did. Ah, uh, the Hidekiano game pun- punching you fa- effects. <laughs> you know. Yes, it really did. I mean, like seriously, though. I mean, I-, I say that in all seriousness. And to boot, like this show is about like from the get go is about these really flawed people, damaged folks emotionally, trying to relate to each other, and we knew that they'd fuck up and make a ton of mistakes, and they did, and. Oh, the show just like emotionally yanked me around like a lot. Like I found myself like really getting frustrated with some of the characters, getting mm-hmm. super upset in these episodes mm-hmm. and other episodes, being really mm-hmm. happy about how things are going. Like I just liked mm-hmm. I like the emotional roller coasters. I mean, it's um, that, yeah, that's what I think that these shows are are built to do, and so I think it really succeeded on that front, uh, character wise. I feel like, did she ask if there's a character you can identify with or that you like? Uh, resonated with, or one that did mm. not work with you at all. Okay, I think probably the one that resonated me with me the most was Shinako. Because I feel like I can identify a lot with her, um, the way that... Constantly cooking for an appreciative balance. 
<laughs> right. Yes. Am no. I wrong? Am I wrong? No. <laughs> no. 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 Put a pin. No, no, put a no, pin no. that for later. By the way. I and I think that um. You know, she. She is more. I, I she feels a little bit more indecisive than I am, but hmm. um, I can I can identify with like. I feel like that there's three kind of guiding principles in her life that sort of drag her sub her around by her own subconscious, and that is if it. Uh, I like I can already provide you with one of them, which is if it's Roe, say no. No, she didn't do that. That's the thing. She didn't live by that principle. She she's she lets herself be like uh, dominated by guilt and grief and obligation and oh i mean i'm in a different sense than what you're saying but still you are correct and i mean maybe lets herself be dominated is not the quite exactly the right way to put it but like she's in you know she's kind of in the this cage of grief and her being willing to move on with her with her life is has happened in fits and starts. I mean, I think that she really deep down wants to keep her her life kind of frozen in time. And mm-hmm. it's just not it just can't happen. Uh to live in the to live in the snow globe of her youth. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like uh and she, you know, like obligation and guilt kind of go hand in hand for her. Like she's very uh, quick to put the blame on herself for problems. Um, she's very down on herself, doesn't have a lot uh, of high opinion of herself and all those kind of things. And sort of the way that um, she relates to like the opposite sex. Like I, again, pre my like marriage and stuff, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I really, I identify with all those different different parts to like varying degrees and mm-hmm. so she's a character that like i think a lot of people like uh, looking on the crunchyroll comments my favorite place to find informed oh why did you opinions. why did you do that that's jesus christ that's like that's like deciding that you're gonna stick your head under the surface of the you know amazon delta i'm like oh you know what i got bit well what a great <laughs> fucking surprise that turned out to be oh it's the fire hot thing from World of Warcraft, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go play in the fire. Oh, I got hurt. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. But then again, at least it's not, as I understand it, the Crunchyroll comments for Tower of God, you know, <laughs> where all the misogynists just came swirling up to the top like a, like a clump of hair that's blocking a fucking train. Jesus Christ. I've, I've, only, I've only heard tell of this. I've never actually seen it. But I, I'm just but gonna I, say though, I I approve of Crunchyroll being two for two now for their originals, you know, like enabling and you know getting into the whole rampant misogyny thing, be it from the audience or in the material itself. Keep it going, Crunchyroll. <laughs> Shine on you, Crazy Diamond. You gotta like. I wish I could like talk to the person on the ground in Japan, like the point person, and just be like, "Look, man, or or woman, uh, or uh, non-binary friend." You need to you, oh, come on, reevaluate don't, 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 your, the, your the, the gender policy. You you know the person doing that is a cishet as fuck, mate. I'm telling you. And I'm just going to say, like, the answer that they'll give you is, dickhead's got money. There you go. 
I've solved it. I've I've un- I've solved the mystery of why Crunchyroll keeps making original material that's just seems spec for shitheads. But hey, here we go. Like I said, so the comment section a source for nuanced and intelligent anime opinions. They hate Shinako. Hate the shit out. Of oh, Shinako. why? Do- well, she's a woman, of course they do. Well, bingo, right? I mean, like, uh, it's a it's a woman who uh, is indecisive. She won't put out. Why don't she put out for him? Which is not, not to right. say. Which is not to say. I think like that. If you get frustrated with her, you're like a sexist or whatever. Because she is indecisive. Oh, no. She is hypocritical to a degree. But again, these are all things that like when I find myself getting annoyed or whatever, I step back and think like. If you think about like this is like a real person rather than just sort of a story from my well, entertainment, yes, yes, you exactly. totally understand it. And and she really does come off at like I think they all come off as as pretty like three dimensional <laughs> figures. So yeah, exa- exactly, I, exactly, exactly. You're absolutely you're absolutely yeah. right. And just to finish off the question, is there a character that didn't really re- work for me? I don't think so. I I kind of liked everybody. I mean, liked as a. <laughs> I use that in a very specific way. I think everybody in the story had uh, at least the four principal characters in the in the key art. Um, they all had like a function, uh, and they all contributed to that roller coaster of emotion that I spoke of. And so I think uh, to be like, well, I have to take this character out. You know, that wouldn't work. And then I don't want to fix any of them, really, because again, I think. The part of the show, the, the aspect of the show that made it like uh, an emotional, topsy turvy thing was that these characters were all very, very flawed, and mm-hmm. I got mad at them at different times. Like I said, but I think that's all to like the the greater purpose of the show and how it's meant to the to greater work. good. <laughs> yeah, no, I I actually can't really disagree with comments and. and the funny thing is, Kate's question is like the loaded shotgun blast, you know, because there's a lot to cover here and a lot of ground I've got to go through before I can even start discussing any of this. Um, so I'm going to just bring this back briefly, and I know that you're already probably going to hate me for evoking this, even though we'd like buried it underground and sealed it in the earth yesterday. I just want to go back to, uh, to listeners for a moment just to <laughs> oh, do a compare and contrast. <laughs> just I do a compare and contrast. Come on. Come on. Oh, I... I d- Anyway, <laughs> don't never say never, never say never. But um, the thing is, right? Like we had this exact same question uh, set for listeners yesterday, and it's interesting how, like, in answering this question for listeners and yesterday, I broadly have similar overall feelings on them, which is net mm. negative, unfortunately. But the Aww. complexity of which is much more like up there for yesterday as opposed to listeners. Like listeners, I approached it in basically the sense of. I don't care, like, you know, it wants me to care, but it's not going to be any reason to do so. Whereas, yes, they did make me care, but then I had other problems with it that kind of, like, poisoned the well of sorts. Um, But the thing is, Doc, like, you spoke about, like, how you related to Shinako and, like, how it was you at a particular point in your life, pre-your marriage. Um, And at different times. At different in a different like the, a different. the the, the pre marriage point was just kind of how she awkward was so awkward around the opposite mm-hmm. sex painfully awfully terribly awkward and 
uh, very bad at picking up signals and things like like I you know that like yes her her sort of dealing with her grief in a protracted manner I could relate to at a different point in my life her being driven by guilt I'm glad you said this it allows me to clear this up her her being fueled by guilt is something I can relate to at all points in my life every day. <laughs> No, I've been, I've gotten better about that thanks to therapy, but it seriously Definitely used to be good. like the it used to be the fucking horse drawn chariot that that pulled me around. Entirely <laughs> is feeling guilty about shit, but anyway, hmm. sorry. Um, no, no, no. You, you're right to point out that there is like a granularity to that, and in the same way, like I've got to talk about my own history, which is well, when you spend 13 years as an eligible bachelor, despite your best efforts, like, you know, you're not going to be able to go into this work without feeling at least called out in some way or, you know, relating to characters in certain ways. And that's the thing. Like, I think that this work certainly is one of those other examples where everyone will go into it differently and come out with a different feeling. on, it. And that's fine. Like, you know, we bring our, you know, experiences in time. It's like I said, even with listeners or even stuff like Erica seven, like, you know, or, anything really mm. you can't approach like stuff like this clinically and mm. the funny thing is when you mentioned out the crunchyroll comments i think the reactions from all those people where they hate shinako like it really does just peel the veil away and show the ugly truth about the way these people react to it and what it means about them as people um but yeah i i would be lying if i said that oh my clock works hey, hey. Yeah, I um I installed a timer for the clock now, so I don't have to actually manually turn it on anymore because I'm just that lazy. Anyway, uh, small victories aside, um, like the the thing for me is that I like Kate's question there is like, is there a character you related to or as a character that didn't work for you? And I've got the most unusual answer of all, which is all of them to both, mm. because there's been because there's been times where I've been in the situations or felt the same way as pretty much all four of the main characters and similarly also hated them uh, for the behavior that they've shown. Uh, but that doesn't mean, of course, I hated them because I never did that behavior, quite the opposite. Um, so, you know, I'd be lying if I said this show didn't get to me in various ways and it didn't like basically go, okay, look, there's some things that, about you, like, you know, that you might want to work on a little bit here and there. I mean, the stuff particularly in the final episode that I'll be talking about. Uh, later so it's a complicated messy thing for me uh this show um and that's why i like it but as i said i have a net negative view on it and that's because everything else that kind of just encapsulates it, i think makes it fall apart a little bit save for the animation and the storyboarding which is still really good all the way till the end um just to answer the rest of Kate's question, like I think for me the best thing about this show is like, um, and this is going to be like me building up towards a talking point later, is that you said for ex- about how anime romances are meant to like fuck people up. I Nobody agree. ever gets what they want. <laughs> I agree, but I think there's a second thing that romance in general can do, which is to offer what I'm going to describe as philosophy, quote-unquote. Like, you know, sometimes we can get engaged in romances sheerly for the fun of, like, the drama. I mean, Macross has that element, you know, love triangles. We can enjoy the love triangle just for the competition element. Like, who's best girl? Like, shipping is a part of that as well, you know. Um, and there's a value to that. Like, you know, even if it's show is just literally, here's, well, like, these two girls. This... this is so oh, much right. more than that. Because, like... Oh, I know, and... I know, I know. Oh, I'm just speaking, yeah. like, in a vacuum. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that, you know, fuck me up is not really a thing to say to the Macross love triangle you know what i mean because like it's like there and it's good 
and it's a it's a great part of the show um but there's so kind of there's so many other um ways to get invested in the show and points of investment mm-hmm. um that i don't find my i mean maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm not doing justice to the love triangles um but just thinking back on my time viewing the show um i didn't find myself like emotionally living and dying based on uh the romantic bits i mean like you said they were fun and it was just like oh come on mirage you know or whatever uh at least like so much so much deeper where i like wanted to throw my notebook at the wall (laughs) you know well this is well this is part of what i'm getting at which is that like obviously that can be the drama being like you know engaged with the characters and like wanting them to succeed now it's not even a certain competition sense but more just seeing them happy uh but the second element I mentioned was also about, like I say, what I'm going to describe as philosophy, which is I think that for shows like Yesterday, uh, and certainly not necessarily shows like Macross, although Macross Frontier still has an element of this, in my opinion, um, the show, um, like when it shows how these relationships play out and ultimately the end state that they end up in, like can unwittingly uh, endorse certain uh viewpoints and certain relationship like structures and frameworks and what's expected of each person in it without even necessarily being overt or didactic about it i think that's kind of an unavoidable reality of when you deal with like particularly messy romance like this that it is going to be either approving or disapproving of the way characters behave and therefore it says well if you extrapolate from the characters themselves that then is it saying to us hey you know what we shouldn't behave or we should behave in that kind of way um, now, granted, that's not necessarily always incredibly overt or, like, apparent, but there are things in Yesterday that I think fit this bill. Uh, something that I've complained about previously, I'm going to bring back up again, because it came roaring back in episodes 9 and 10, and I was like, oh, fuck's sake, are we doing this shit again? Are we really doing this again, for God's sake? Um, and obviously the ending of the show as well is also a bit uh, iffy in my opinion, but I have to admit, I think that's also in part because of the adaptation. Um, yeah, the ending is very rushed, but I like. Yeah, that's almost a sort of its own point. <laughs> like, yeah, I, we'll I we'll, we'll get weird. to that. Yeah, but but the, but I think the ending itself, like in the way it plays out, can be interpreted as that kind of philosophy. Quote unquote. I'm I'm using philosophy like as a filler word here. I'm sure there's something more eloquent I could use for it. Um, but yeah, like, so the point I'm going to get here basically is that like. Yeah, I felt very called out by the show, and I'm not, and very, it was messy and it fucked me up, as you say, like it did with you. Uh, and that's good, as you say. I, I want to be emotionally edged. I want to, like, you know, be reflective upon myself. Like, when the show has characters do things, I'm like, oh, right, yeah. I've acted like that, and I shouldn't be acting, and maybe I still do for that matter, and I shouldn't be. So that's good. And that's why I'm ultimately, you know, like, uh, to answer Kate's final point, if you knew the finale went the way it did, would you have still watched it? absolutely yes <laughs> that is the that is the that is the plus point i'm going to take away from this like i could have taken or leave i could have taken or leave the listeners or left listeners behind you know whatever you know it was a it was a piece of a puffed you know puffed rice that's it whatever yeah it was but this, like, pretty a- like average to slightly above average right yeah yeah this was this was a spice this was a spicy meal that gave me indigestion and i probably wouldn't necessarily eat it again but i don't regret trying it in the first place yeah, no, but I'll put my I'll put my like you know five pounds in the sin bin for comparing anime to food. Sorry about that, um, but I'll be going into this in more detail later without necessarily getting too personal because obviously we don't want to do that. But <clears throat> yeah, like 
in the end, I still like the show, but I think that there's things that it does that I wish it had done very, very differently. We'll get so to So I'm going to... Okay. I have several points. I have several points I like to push back on. Um, push. Push it real good. Okay. I'm trying to think of what really the best place to begin. Um, I guess I'm going to... Okay, I'll, I'll tackle this point first. The most recent thing you said about... Uh, the show and that all shows uh how did you put it um endorse or condemn ways of of being and that you know if a show here's at least what i took from your point if a show does uh happen to endorse a a bad mode of behavior or condemn a good one then that's a flaw in the show that the show that there's responsibility. No, no to that's, teach. that's, that's not what I mean. Um, like, cause obviously characters can be allowed to fuck up. That's fine. Um, and I certainly don't think that some of the stuff that's happens in yesterday has been endorsed, but some of it very much is in my opinion. Uh, but anyway, um, but I'm, I'm just saying that by default, by having characters end in a certain place, once the show concludes, like, Unless the show is very clear, no, it doesn't even matter because like it'll either endorse us, it'll endorse it say this is a good outcome or this is a bad one, and that can have unintended consequences if what it's ultimately endorsing completely by accident is in turn, you know, something that we wouldn't necessarily agree with. Because um, I say like there's a distinction between endorsing and denouncing. So I've I've been thinking about this a lot lately because. I think I used to, I know I used to um, kind of have a, a more favorable view of that sentiment. But but the more I think about it, the more that I think that that is very kind of restrictive of, uh, restrictive to art, restrictive to what we can call good art, um, and sort of puts more responsibility on artists than I think is warranted because, you know, I, I may have said this on a podcast with you recently. I feel like I've talked about this somewhat recently, but hmm. when, when an artist makes a piece of art, they're human in the world trying to figure things out and they're at a certain point in their life or they want to evoke a certain point in their life. Hmm. And it could be, Ding. Really, Sorry. I know, <laughs> pop filter. It could be really bad <laughs> shit. Um, and it could be um, kind of something that uh, ends aporetically. It could be something that ends in a very sort of bad way. It could be, you know, um, it could be something that does not sort of it is not didactic about like promoting good behavior, but I think that artists should be allowed to express those experiences because the human spectrum of emotion, you know, we, ex we, we feel bad shit and mm -hmm. we want to express ourselves and sometimes be angry or sometimes be problematic or sometimes be selfish. And Again, it's reflective of the point the artist is at in in their life at that moment. Um, mm -hmm. 
and I'm speaking here about the manga really itself more so than this the the anime which is a much more oh, kind of collaborative you, part um, you know should we just should we just mention by the way about the uh the clerical error that happened with this adaptation which is that yeah. it was mistranslated that it was going to be 18 episodes which i was initially very excited about i was like right we're casting off the shackles of seasonal like episode like limits and mandates it's gonna have as long as it needs to tell the story it needs and that turned out not to be true the six missing episodes quote quote are really just mm-hmm. like i think special side specials that were read in japan only uh but for all intents and purposes the 12 episodes we got are a complete working of themselves um but boy howdy does it show in the final episode that yeah. they really really like hit the nitrous to get to the finish it's, line they did yes they did yeah it really really shows I'll just expand on your point there, Doc. I, I I absolutely do agree with you. I'm not saying that, like, you know, we can't talk about problematic issues. I mean, this is a show about problematic people doing problematic shit. But what I'm saying is not in terms of, like, what happens as the show goes along, but more the end state. Well, yeah, no. Like, does I it end, I, do, I, I, do, that's what I'm that, saying. That, well, what I'm also saying, though, is it doesn't need to end in a state where you know, things are endorsed. Um, It can end in a state where things are denounced. You know, I think that's an inevitable kind of consequence of the way things go. And that's fine, whatever way it does it. I'm not saying that we have to have characters like, you know, do perpet- like always end in a better place or like learn something. But I think it's just an inevitable consequence of the way events play out that you can read into it. Okay, this is what the show thing or the work thinks is fine or isn't fine. How are you not? How are you not saying that, though? I guess is where I'm struggling to synthesize your thoughts into like an argument in my brain um and and fully understand your point is because it to me it does sound like what you're saying is if serialized fiction does does uh ends at a place where well first of all you're saying that a show either naturally endorses or condemns behavior and i don't know that i agree with that and then, so you th- so you think that like you can just look at a, the outcome of a show in purely neutral terms? We'll define what that means. Well, either that it doesn't like when I maybe my word choice is too strong here with endorse and condemn because there's obviously a massive gradient along that. I think, um, and in turn, I don't think this framework that I'm thinking of here necessarily applies equally to all works either. I mean, if we go back to Macross, like you know. The love triangle wasn't of it, like was a part of it, but wasn't all of it. Whereas this is very explicitly in the weeds, in the swamp of like human behavior, uh, and I do think that the show is also at some point suggesting what it thinks is an ideal relationship or particularly ideal gender role. Yeah, we'll so get to that's that soon, yeah, okay. That's interesting. So I, yeah, I guess I would have to be persuaded about that because I think that you can make a piece of art and you can view a piece of art without saying this is the model of behavior how this is how everyone should be you could you mm-hmm. could make a piece of art that ends with awful shit happening and that's what it leads up to because it expresses a feeling or set of feelings that you have not because you're saying this is the way the world is or this is the way the world should be. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm not saying it has to end positively. Like, and the thing is, like, when I say that, like, if it says, "Okay, this is bad," that doesn't necessarily automatically infer the opposite behavior necessarily. You know, it allows it still allows complexity in what you see there. But anyway, um, 
Right. Next question. God, that's a while. Oh wait. Well, uh, no, no, no. I, uh, oh, I, sorry. Go oh, on. Oh yeah. No, I have. I have more to push back. Oh on man. Oh yes, you do. You do. Mm-hmm. Go on. What do you think the show's goals are? That's a difficult question to answer, in my opinion, because it. I think it first. I think the first answer I'm going to give is it wants to tell a story about these. I'm going to say primarily free because I think Roe. Uh, like if I were to like look at this as like a love square, I think that the one corner of that is less like develops than the others in my opinion, or at least given less That's focus. Fair. Yep, I agree. So mm-hmm. I think it's mostly interesting in telling this kind of love triangle story between um, Riku Shidako and also Haru, and I think that the thing it's trying to explore uh, throughout the text is the formative time of a relationship and the all the awkwardness and stumbling blocks that come into that or could potentially come into that because while this is a certain like set of experiences these characters have like one of the things i will create the show with is that obviously you and i have dealt with different things in our own lives in terms of relationships there is a universality to you know a lot of what it discusses Mm -hmm. so even though this is very specifically what happens to riko shinako and haru like i mentioned i emphasize all things i've been in situations they've all been in um, so that is the show's credit. And I think that's, you know, that's what it's trying to do. Um, yeah, basically that, you know. Okay. Go explore that. And then maybe also get you invested in the characters and themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you've got a different perspective, though. No, no, no. Do you no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much with you. And I would also add, like, to, to be entertaining. Uh, and if we both agree, oh, I, I was, I was, I was, I was very entertained by Haru punching Rico in the mm-hmm. face. So I'm, the the, the Shroyuken played in my head. So given all the goals that you both you and I have stated, do you feel that the show accomplished those goals? Because I very much do. I'm going to say half and half on that. How did they not um, explore the complexities and all that? Then oh, oh like they what you said that they did. I mean, just on as I hear hear it, but they did. But it's related to the points I had about how the encapsulating elements kind of fall apart. Uh, if you'll excuse me a moment, the Holy Ghost has left, so I need to turn the light on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not a problem, not a problem. Um, but yeah, so my my whole thing on this would just be that. Since the show uh, did, ac- sorry, I was just filling air, Shadon. Um, since the show did accomplish its goals, um, which is, I think, were stated quite well by you, um, to you know show uh, flawed people trying in their imperfect ways to get along, uh, move through life, have relationships, make mistakes, um, and, and period. That's the goal of the show. And also be entertaining while doing so. I think if you think it did all those things well, then I think being mad at the show really just means it's doing its job and that it's successful. I don't disagree with you. And as I've said, the problem I have with it is not the core idea of it. That's the universal element. I'm saying it's the execution that bothers me. And this is the point where I should probably elaborate on that, which is that I'm going to go in and say that I think that this show, unfortunately, by merit being set in the 90s, is very dated as a result. And I'm not talking dated in terms like, oh, check that CRT out, you know? <laughs> like, right. don't I don't care about that. Land I'm talking lines. about how... <laughs> Landlines. Big folds. For... Four by three aspect ratio. <laughs> Four by th- VCRs, <laughs> etc. Oh, 
Super Nintendo Entertainment System. I mean, okay, <laughs> Rico has an eight. <laughs> yeah, he has an eighteen-bit one. I was like, cute. That's cute. And Shinako's and, and like, maybe be... I should rent a movie. <laughs> what does uh, that? Haru, mean? Haru, Haru has the most meta line of the entire show, which says that it was a relic from an ancient civilization. Yeah, that rules. Like, oh, it's some, it's a, it's a, it's a relic from the last century or something. It was so good. I loved that a lot. It was oh, pretty good. Too so bad Rico the, was being a dick during that scene. God. Mm-hmm. He, well, he's being a dick throughout a lot of the scenes, and Holy that shit, irks man. me. It was. It, it hurt me. It hurt me in a way that I felt like they were all regressing. But I'm going to get back to that later. I mean, you said like you know that the characters can make you mad, and that's they should. But I do think there are times when it, the show pushed it a bit too much with the way that like it was condemning actions of the women versus like laying Rico a little off the hook. Like hmm. both, both Rico and Shinako make the uh, mistake of not telling uh, Haru and Ruo respectively. But why is Rico then going in on her about that over the phone? I was like, Oh God, shut up. But again, we can argue about whether or not that's intentional. Well, she, did, you're meant to feel me. she did that too. You know, like when she said, uh, and granted going in, you know, quote unquote is, is a relative term here. Like Shinako has a different way of talking and relating and like her saying one thing to Rico could be like the equivalent of Rico saying like something like a bunch of times to someone else because like he, everything she says matters and he takes it super duper to heart. Um, well, but I think I, it's the reverse. The, the fi- but the, you- the, the event, the events go in a different order though. Like uh, Rico says that after, um, and the reverse has happened with Shinako talking about him, so he should have had some self-consciousness about it. Like, maybe I shouldn't, like, you know, point out something that I myself have not done. Makes him come across as a hypocrite. Right. No, of course. I think they both do, right? Because, um... Well, I think know. that it applies more to him because of the sequence of events, but we, we're getting off t- track here because I want to stick to the original point. We'll come right. back to this later. I think this is important, I, though, because... I, I, yeah, we'll, but we'll come back. We'll return. The problem... I think the biggest problem this show has... Uh, apart from another thing, which is gender roles, but I'll get inside in a bit, is it being set in the nineties dates it. And I'm not again, as I say, I'm not talking about the tech here. Uh, but I actually kind of am come to think of it because we, like you and I, Doc, like you know, we're ancient fossils, the pair of us. You know, we've seen the dawn of like you know the internet era and all that. Um, now, obviously, I wasn't dating at the time that AOL really came around because I was too young for that. Uh, but you know, the social paradigm uh, that exists in yesterday of Convete of like um, neutral territory, which I'll come back to in a bit. Um, it's still there. That is still a concept, and that's a universe. That's part of the universality of this. But the manner in which the show explores it is no longer relevant. It doesn't matter anymore. Like like you know, we there are different places in which it could be explored, but it's exploring it in a way that from the nineties to me like makes it feel like it doesn't work at least like makes it feel like it doesn't matter it like anymore or feel like quite as relevant um and that also funny of ties into the gender role stuff but, i mean like to, to address the idea of neutral territory like i think the show was very very good in showing like how haru was using the convenience store as a crutch to see Rico because that was a place in which they could in- engage with each other or rather she could engage with him with a certain defined set of, like, unspoken rules and allowances. Like, okay, she's just a customer, you know? She can chat the uh, clerk there all she wants, you know what I mean? But then, obviously, when he quits the convenience store and starts working at the photography studio, there's no public domain anymore. Uh, That lifeline for her is now gone. 
Um, and I thought that was really neat. Me too. Like, that's the thing that I think still works. But I do think that also, like, how often do you necessarily... S- I mean, it's not, it's not going to say it's unheard of, of course. But I think that, you know, it would have been better if the show had expanded that into things that were more modern, like the idea of, say, chat rooms. You know, that's a neutral territory of sorts, you know. And there's also the things that go with that about, like, you know, not knowing someone's true identity, their full identity because they're online, that kind of thing. I think that, like, basically, the point I'm getting at is that I'm not sure who this show was made for. Well, I think it. I think it was. I don't. I think that might be unfair of me to say. Like, I think that yeah. it was. I think it was made for like you know, basically people who wanted like a mature like you know look at the formation of a relationship, but it's in that uncanny valley where it's like out of time. It's not either old enough to feel like quaint, like something from say the Doctor of the Century, where things were so dramatically different. Um, that the end itself can be interesting to look at, but it's also not like modern enough, in my opinion, to reflect the way that we currently interact with each other and form relationships. I guess I maybe I've just been out of the game too long, but I don't, I don't think uh, that having the ability to go in a chat room now makes these relationships unrecognizable. Like no, I'm not, I'm not saying it's completely unrecognizable, but I mean, I, I, I did praise still... after all the idea, the convenience store thing. Yeah, well, what I mean is like to say then that it is dated and and like who is it for and we can't learn anything from it. I think is, in my opinion, is like a step too far. Just you know because the show, I mean, certainly like having the ability to text people and use cell phones. It's not um, a small thing. It doesn't mean it, like like it like it would change certain plot points about the show, but I don't think it would change them as as people. And no, I no, no, like, I don't think it should either. I th- no, I, think I don't think it some, should. Right, and so like the story is about like these these people, and they would make similar mistakes, if not the same mistakes given the tools and so i mean i think at the core of the show that's what it's about like no matter if they have um you know sms to to bounce off of each other and and interrelate or not like uh, but there are certain behaviors in the show that like feel out of place or like out of time like haru hanging outside Rico's apartment because she has no means to get a hold of him anymore that's the thing that's the thing that i think if it happened in the modern day like, you'd think she was stalking him, and maybe she was, but, like, you know, with the other means that she would have at her disposal if she lived in the modern time, like, she wouldn't probably do that. She'd maybe instead be messaging necessarily. This is the thing I'm talking about, trying to keep it relevant to a modern audience, because obviously you and I, Doc, like, we're oldies. Uh, but imagine if you were, like, you know, growing up, like, when you were born in, say, 2000, you watched this show for the first time. I'm not sure how you would feel about it. it like, would you, like, get behind it, or would you think to yourself, hold on? This doesn't reflect my reality or the way that I've interacted with people necessarily in terms of how I go about it and the means I do so, you know. Um, I'd say there's a universality to it, but I think that the uh, execution thereof is odd. And it was a thing written of its time. It was a manga in the the 90s about 90s. That makes sense. But that then begs the question, why not, as part of the adaptation, bring it into the modern era by making the necessary changes to do so? Well, given... I think given... Uh, the fact that anime in this country tends to be a very young fandom. 
and it weeds out its old fans. Uh, you know, the, the old. Uh, oh God, are we, are we on? Are we on the chopping block? <laughs> are you and I going to get shot by the anime police? <laughs> we may, maybe so. Our time come, it cometh. Fuck the, um, fuck the pigs. Well, so the the old adage is that like you're an anime fan when you're young, and you're an anime fan for two years uh on average and then oh, you well, move I'm on right that's it bye everyone podcast over <laughs> and then you we're move, done you move on to other things right um and that is like a data-driven uh statistic i don't know how uh recently it's been checked i, I think that's the sort of thing that you need to keep verifying over time but um it's fairly recent and so and given that along with like the comments on like Crunchyroll, like the show is getting a lot of comments by presumably young fans. I, I think young oh, people God. would have no problem relating to the show. I, I don't think maybe I don't think maybe, they're gonna saying, look at it and be like, this has nothing for me because they can't text each other. Um and I, I don't know, I just nothing ever like I never looked at anything, even Haru hanging outside of his place. I mean, that's like a thing that people would still do, even though they have cell phones. I think, like, I don't ever, I didn't ever look at anything and think, "Boy, like, no one does this anymore." Uh, but mm. maybe that's just me. Fair enough. Um, and to your point, though, I think that I'm not saying that it's necessarily makes the show bad. Like, if you want to put on a sliding quantitative scale of like zero, minus hundred, hundred. I'm just saying this puts it at a standing start rather than what I think could have been really interesting, which was to have something that goes this deep into the weeds, cover the modern ways in which relationships form, like where there is, of course, a lot of digital elements to it. I think that th- that could have been really, really fascinating to have it t- uh, tackled with this kind of approach. Um, but yeah, like it just... I don't know, like like I say, there, was, there are a lot of universal bits in this that I liked and I did feel quite called out on, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> But I think that the show would have been ultimately better if it had, you know, come into the modern age. Um, and I think that's reflecting some of his attitudes towards uh, particularly Shinako, uh, but a little bit about Haru as well. And there's certain things I found a bit egregious about that, but I'm going to get to that later. Um, I think we're still on Patreon questions, actually, aren't we? We sure. are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, do you have anything else to add to that, Doc? Any other points to bring up about that or anything to respond to me on it? No, let's move forward. Let's push on. All right. Uh, Mirror on the Wall uh, writes in and says, how happy are you that you're done with these shows forever? Oh, another one. <laughs> well, <laughs> God, I, I think I'm, I think looking back on yesterday, like I, I don't regret my time with it at all. Um, like I say, you know, it made me think about myself. It made me reflective. And I think that in of itself is a really, really uh, positive point in its favor. But I can only speak to my own experience, of course. I can't speak to that of others. And so in some way, I feel like I'm always trying to unconsciously divorce my own reaction for it. And that is something being more critical, which is futile. <laughs> it's a futile effort. Um, I think that the answer I'll give to that, though, is I don't feel like I did at the end of Azokan, where I was like, you know, I I was left happy but wanting more, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I definitely don't think that Azokan would have benefited from just going on into perpetuity. Like, I think that How ending at the you. point they did. <laughs> look, look, look right? You? Do you really want to dilute Get the formula? Him. You know, seize him, <laughs> seize him. <laughs> Anime jail. Now, just put me on the chopping block, mate. You know, I've had my time, but um, yeah, like I think that I don't have the quite the same reaction. Like, uh, you know what? 
it made me reflective and now I'm going to move on. So hmm. if you want to, if you want to call that happy, if you want to call that happiness like that it's over, then yeah, I guess. But I didn't hate it. Although I say there is a bit that I found questionable, which I'll get to in a bit. Um, I, I really fucking enjoyed it and I'm sad it's over. Uh, I, I, I like things that make me feel strongly, even if the, it's like a certain kind of frustration, right? Not like, a, there, the, obviously there's like that dull plotting frustration of, you know, your Sherlock's and your darling in the Franks and all that bullshit where you just feel like mm. it's a waste of your time. But I, I always found this to be very relatable, very, um, I was really emotionally invested and it's always interestingly written most of the time. And like, I don't know, I'm, I'm sad. We don't get the rest of it or it, or we don't get to see it. Like, you know, now the, on its own, now time, that you put it, yeah. Like now that you put it in that, that way. Yeah. yeah. I wish we I, I agree. You know, like, you know, given another season or, or something like that. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, as much as I might gripe, like, you know, it's also, again, one of those mitigating factors where the show wasn't given the necessary breathing room. And that def... I mean, I think you and me, like, for all the disagreements we've had thus far, or all the, like, you know, whatever you want to call it, like, I think we could both definitely agree that the final episode of the show just goes at Mach 12. Oof. And it shows really hard. Really fast. Uh, yeah. Which is which is a, which is a huge problem uh, for the conclusion, in my opinion. Um, even though I can see how it probably works in the manga, totally. where a lot more time, in narrative time, will have passed, and therefore what happens feels more genuine as opposed to well, mm-hmm. we'll get to it. And that but I anyway. mean, and I think the problem you're going to say with the conclusion is that um, the fact that like Shinako and Riko are not these black boxes. Like we can see into them. We're given glimpses based on their behavior, based on their uh inner thoughts based on their body language and expressions how they feel um and again how they think that they feel but also how they really feel uh if it's different than that and i did it again ding um, ding <laughs> and uh so the fact that it feels like really especially Rikuo's sort of desire to get with Haru and to some extent Shinako's realization that she wants to be with Ro they just come on so quickly and it's like mm-hmm. usually the show is so good about like breadcrumbing and again like showing over a long period of time that the characters uh yeah. have these feelings and everything but they we just don't get that for those the final big twist for them to go to their these younger partners and it's such a shame because like the the arc before that when Shinako and Riko try out a relationship i think is given exactly the right amount of time and complexity and mm-hmm. nuance and it's just so beautiful it's so good and, um, yeah, that stuff's done really well. Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, the uh, the time compression, the Final Fantasy VIII problem, if you want to call it that, <laughs> um, element of this causes the uh, ending to have a pretty grim connotation to it, in my opinion. Which mm. is, oh, it's okay, you know, you you 
you've broke up with her, but there's someone waiting just around the corner. And you just go fling yourself right into her arms, and it's fine. It's fine, you know. Uh, also, note that Shinako doesn't get to do the inverse with Ro, which is, I mean, that would have made it better. But I do think it's kind of iffy that it's the guy who gets like the best outcome here. Like, I mean, that was we know that was on its way, but we don't get to see it. And well, that's it. That's my point, yeah, though. Yeah, like exactly, you should exactly, and. And I think you're right that given time and proper execution of the character beats, it would not have felt like Rikuo kind of... She's the rebound girl. ...failed his way into success here. Or, yeah, like, well, she's my backup. Because, like, certain pieces are, are there in place. Like, we've never there, seen... There is, yeah. We've never seen him... At least I've never seen him be so anxious. Like the boys having a panic attack on the bus to get to Haru. C- can I can I just say about that scene? Um, as someone who has like been in public transit to go on a date or meet with someone and felt that sense of nervousness, I actually felt that was kind of overblown. Really, not in the terms of his not in the terms of his mindset, but he looks like he was having a fucking heart attack. I felt they were overcooking the physical act, like behavior, in mm. my opinion. Maybe they should, like, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> I, I see like, what you mean. Um, yeah, like that was a bit extreme, in my opinion. But I think that his inner monologue was certainly very well done and very incisive. I should add. Maybe they just didn't I've want got no to, issue like, that. Maybe they didn't want there to be any bones about like what was going on. You know, because because I mean, I, he's, he's sweating. He's I'm like, holy like, shit! Breathing really hard, holding his chest like. You know, I, he's he's basically having a panic attack, and and you can, I guess it's like you could have your mileage may vary. You may have an issue with it. If yeah, like you're, you're, you're thinking, right. You're right. If you're thinking like, oh man, like this is just sort of butterflies before a date. Like this is, and I if if that's your, where you're coming from, like it does feel like they're being over exaggerating it. But if you're thinking like he's having a little bit of a panic attack here because. It's everything how he fucked up with her and did her wrong is hitting him. And he's like, not only feeling guilty about that as he should, it's fucking karma like here. <laughs> like he's feeling just a little mm. bit of the shit that Haru felt. But he's also yeah. doubting his own motives because he's like, you know, am I just being selfish? Do I just want her because I know that she's going to accept me? Like, what am I doing? Like, it's all really good, but... It feels like just this island when it should feel like way more connected to and yeah. organic I've, and like we naturally get there. But like we don't have time to do that. It sucks. No, exactly. And I think part of my problem with the physicality of that, I mean, you are quite right in that I shouldn't write off so dismissively because there probably could be people who get very anxious uh, who might have that happen, might have a full-blown panic attack. But there are two things I would say to that in this particular instance where I feel it's overcooked, which is the first off, as you say, where's the build-up? Mm-hmm. We go straight from Simu Shinako. We don't even get a, like, a three-month-later line, which would have solved everything. Well, not everything, but it would have helped. Like, if, you, if we had a definitive, like, idea of the passage of time, mm. and then we... That would, I think, would have done wonders. Although, knowing this show, they'd have put it in Comic Sans, and it would have made my <laughs> eyes bleed, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... I will say, though, also, um, there was one hint that I thought was quite neat on the rewatch, which is uh, when Haru uh, visits Riku's apartment for the first time, um, 
they obviously they obviously share like coffee and she goes on her way and the scene that we get after she leaves is of Rico sat at his uh, <clears throat> kotatsu I think it is uh, and her coffee mug is still there and he's just kind of looking at his own and like that's a powerful moment mm-hmm. like he doesn't put it away immediately he just lets it sit there I think there's you know like a sense of longing from that but to be honest that's all there is and the yeah. and the other issue is is that as you say because they're not black boxes that puts greater expectations from the audience on us knowing this like mm-hmm. if he's ever like felt for haru like if that's happened i mean if you want to say like they've got good banter with each other then i've got a cold hard lesson for you folks which is the good banter between a man and a woman don't mean shit and let me just tell you i've wrote this down specifically in my notes because while it is true that they remain a bantery couple even after they have he has confessed to her and they kiss and they love her. I think that this, there's a an issue that I had with the show is that like I don't it, it doesn't really seem like the show necessarily has the best idea of the line between having good banter and someone just being an asshole or like, you know what I mean? Cause like good banter when a couple, like there's what can help you appreciate it. Like with, I don't know, um, Senjo Gahara and Araragi, or if you listen to, so come and kill me between Annie and I, or something like that. Like, is, you know, that there's like a foundation of love underneath that, that that is a superficial fun kind of, uh, element. Right. And that, you they don't really feel that way about it but when fucking Rikuo is like like letting haru into his house and just being like just sit there don't touch anything I'm like this is not good banter like he's just being a no jerk. and like why like are he being shit out at about her breakfast <laughs> oh my god i hated that breakfast i i i hate i hate that for <laughs> a reason i need to extrapolate on a bit but it is such a it's such a shit set for that. God um, damn, what a fucking tool. Can I can I speak speaking of speaking of, bit of shit, can I add something on about the finale that also bothered me? Um, which is him saying to uh, Haru, like, oh anyway, Shinako dumped me, and I'm like, You was a mutual agreement. Why are you like why are you like, you know, tarring Shinako for this? I feel like he's I, I feel like in some kind of way there. <laughs> i love that like that's a perfect because like i totally get where you're coming from but in my opinion what makes it very egocentric what he's trying to do is not make him not not make him shinaka look bad i think he's trying to make her look good here um in his own kind of way like that that she i don't know like had agency and that like basically he doesn't want Haru to feel bad that Shinako's brokenhearted because she because she got left by Rikuo and that she'll have to have some kind of like guilt about it. I feel like that's yeah. what he's trying to do. Yeah. But, he sh- but just being honest about it, I feel like would have been the better approach and yeah and i think I mean, he, something... he, the way he describes it is what happened but anyway i interrupted you go ahead go ahead 
I, I just think that it's very, very self-centered. Like, it makes him seem like a valuable object that's just been discarded. I'm like, fuck off, man. <laughs> Dude, just, just shut your fucking mouth, honestly. Like, the, I saw as soon as this was happening, I was just like, oh, God, it really is going this way. And again, I, I confess, like... I got called out on this stuff, so don't think I'm anyone special. And two, uh, I recognize that the show, like, you know, was going to inevitably fall, you know, like, faceplant by having to compress this moment into such a short amount of time in the final episode. Like, it's 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 a shame. It's not intentional, although something else is. Um, but yeah, like, that, I just didn't, like, this whole finale, like, where he and Haru, like, you know, get together, I'm like, no. <laughs> although I will say this. I will say this. I am very glad. I am very glad that uh, Kansuke, um, Haru's crow, doesn't just fly off at the end because she no longer needs him. If that had happened, <laughs> I'd have probably just t- I'd have probably just thrown my monitor. I'd have thrown my monitor out the window. Like, oh my god. Well, that's, my work be, here is be, done. Oh. Just, that would that would have been hack as fuck, mate. Johnny. Matana. I, re- I I really thought that was going to happen because, like, you know, he was like delaying the uh you know like being like uh badly behaved you know in the cage when she's trying i was like she's gonna try and lay him out he's just gonna fly off and that's the end of it it was fate <laughs> keeping them together that that was a little that was like the american rom-com kind of cheese that i just love i'm just like oh popcorn like it was, it was stupid. I'm sorry it was i need great. to i need to i need to emote you doing that gesture because <laughs> holy shit that was incredible I, I just i loved it oh, i loved it it was some god. john cusack bullshit <laughs> like it was so my god like because she didn't get on that um, bus she's able to and it was the crow because he knew because you know the hand of fate was at work so yeah so pretty good. much uh um, so in the long roundabout way, I actually think that brings us to the end of our patron questions. <laughs> Believe it or not. Holy shit. Well, much like uh, Shinako I... and Rico, we took the long way. Oh, snap! <laughs> he's back. He's, he's at his best again. He's at the height of his powers once more. I love it. Um, but yes, thank you very much to our lovely patrons. Yep. Uh, firstly, for your patience in us covering this show and along with mm-hmm. listeners. Uh, hopefully as I say we'll be back to a more regular schedule at this point and thank you very much for your questions as well keep them coming with other shows as we go along mm-hmm. right okay uh, funnily enough I think all the discussion we've had has actually eliminated a lot of what I wanted to talk about but I'm going to have some other things me too <laughs> um, so I'm going to get the big complaint out of the way now so I can talk quasi positively at the end which is about where I felt this show was incisive and I think that's why although as I say I do think that it needs to be carpeted in like you know something more modern to help it like gel better with a modern audience i still think that it has value as something that can like you know educate people like me on like the behaviors that you know we probably shouldn't be engaging in uh you have a finger up in your mm-hmm. nose i can I, see that yeah i just want to know that uh or, or want to say that along the way what you're gonna say could you answer a question for me i want to know what moment in the show where you- did you when did you become a when did you become a fucking patron Pipe down <laughs> Pay me, pay me five dollars. Put it on my tab. No, I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid, um, <clears throat> I kid. Go on. When were you the most gutted by the show? Because I have a, an answer. Just no doubt, a clear winner. It was the most. I think just the air was let out of me. Oh, what? Probably, I know probably, what yours probably. Is. 
probably when Haru is at the bottom of the stairs to Rico's apartment and sees him and Shinako come around the corner. Mm-hmm. It, so is that for the whole show or just this set of episodes? A whole show I'm going to go with, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, because, it's a rough yeah, one. Been there. I've been there. It sucks. Oh, it is, no, you've been but the thing, but, but on top of that, on top of that, it's uh, no one's fault. Like, you know, the the only, the thing that I think really works here is that no one's actively malicious. Like, okay, Shinako and Rico, they're guilty, basically, of a crime of tardiness. They needed to nut up and just tell Ruo and Haru, respectively, that they are together. And funnily enough, like, Ruo, like, goes off on one when he finds out, and my response to that was... dick. Eat shit, I was just like, go... I was just like, go fuck yourself, you little twerp. Like, you have no right to their lives, no right to their business. Let them be their own thing. Yeah. You know? Ro can go to if hell. Anything, <laughs> if, if, anything, what I fa- if anything, what I found funny about that, and it's so true of, like, a lot of uh, cisset men, and probably myself included at various points in my life, is that that very reaction proves very much exactly why he cannot be with Shinako. Funny how that works, isn't it? He's like, what? <laughs> what did you tell me? Did you think you'd be a pain when I got mad? It's like, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, What do you motherfucker? think you do right now? You fucking... God. I mean, like, if you're gonna grab her, like, and not let her go in the oh, previous episode... Oh, shit, yes. Like, that's right. Wh- how, I mean, I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility if they got together, he would physically abuse her. In a moment of, like, <sighs> being, just being so angry, he might slap her. He I'm not so himself. sure. He cannot control I, his anger. I think I think that that's a bit of a bridge too far from... I mean, okay, yeah, obviously grabbing her from behind and not letting her go, that's a bit much. And maybe I'm playing it down, perhaps, because I don't have enough, like, experience of, like, this, or maybe I've just not... You know what I mean, basically. Um, but I think that's a touch too far. Well, I should, but nonetheless, I should say, I, I don't even necessarily mean habitual. It could be a year to Oh, now, right, right. But in a moment of right. anger, him not being able to control himself. Ah, uh, yeah, I see. I, don't, I would not I see because- put it past him at all so you're saying that it's not that he's there right now but you can see how this is the beginning of a path that would lead him to that point i just don't think he can control his anger and he's not even drinking right now oh fuck he's a he's a kid who can't drink yet Wow, well that just makes me feel all the better about the fact that i laughed when we got to the uh post-credit scene and uh Ruo's like, you know, being celebrated for living on his own. It's like, congratulations on living on your own. Like, yeah, that's right. Stay in your prison, you little shit. Fuck <laughs> that kid, man. I mean, in, God, I say honestly. this as someone, again, who, like, I appreciate the character and what he meant to the story, but, like, I loved to hate him. I loved to hate I, him. I think, I think, I think Ro's problem, though, like I mentioned before about how if this is a love square, he's the weakest corner of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the problem is that conceptually he exists more of more as a character for Shinako's benefit rather than his own. I mean, there yeah. are certainly bits about him having his own like identity issues, with his brother. And mm-hmm. I will be, I will be very favorable to the show here and say that it's consistent on that to the end. Even the final episode, mm-hmm. there's a wonderful little moment uh, where we have the flashback of him winning first prize uh, for the drawing competition. Mm-hmm. But it's a picture of his brother, so it's not even his victory still. Yep. Even in a little way, it's not his. And like, right. and you know what? Like that is the show's greatest strength. It handles the visuals and the dramatic staging so fucking well. Mm-hmm. And I'll now use this to wonderfully segue back to that point, that scene I mentioned. The staging of that, like, I'm always a sucker for power plays of, like, hey, here's people on stairs above you, below them, you know, like, that kind of thing. Uh, the close-ups of Haru's face, like, take out, like, 
Shinako hiding behind Rikro to like cover her shame. The body language um, is so good. Yeah, so good. the body language in this show, save for the bus scene, which again I have issues with, but I can understand people finding more relatable. Uh, it was great. <clears throat> it was such a phenomenally well done moment, and I felt so bad for Haru that she tried to compose herself. She tried to like be stoic, to be to be made of stone, and it just was too much for her. Can I uh, confess something to you? She's tried. She's tried so hard, though, to be fair. I know. Can I confess something to you Maybe too hard, but anyway. Yeah, go on. Um, I, too, have been in this situation that that you speak of, except I've been on the other side of it. I've been in the Rikua role. Uh, But I have have to say, though, like... um, Just as a reminder, I think that's to the show's credit that... Okay, Rikua does some shitty stuff. Uh, there is no two ways about it, but he's not like, well, future row, like we su- just suggested, you know, like, it's a, f- it's, people fucks up, but the thing is, people can and do fuck up, mm-hmm. and they will, and there are fuck ups all around on every side, no one comes away from this show clean, not even Shinako, who herself might seem like the beacon of purity and wholesomeness, and in some way she is, but that in of itself can be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, so so yeah, I, I've think, been, yeah, I think, I've been the guy that didn't tell someone that they should that that he's dating uh someone <laughs> that they like um basically that's uh the the scene between them and Roe played out but the person who was opposite Andy and I was w- way cooler about it than Roe was <laughs> and it turned out to be like Again, someone who uh, who I have am still with, you know, fifteen years later. Not like ah, oh, like I went behind your back, or I didn't fully tell you that I was going out with someone, and then three months later we're not going out. Like that's why that guy and I were able to. I should. Get, he's one of my best friends in the world, actually, and we both had feelings for the same girl. And uh, that's why we were able to reconcile one of the big reasons. A, because we're good friends. And B, because he's like, you know what? Like, you're marrying this person. So, you know, it's not like you, uh, you know, went behind my back or or whatever with just some random (laughs) person. Like, this is someone you really care about. And it's a. Well, that's it. And and then when you start framing it as a competition, it then almost in a way turns the uh, person that you're interested in to a prize. Yeah, it, and I think that was a bad thing on Harry's part to view it like that, uh, as Rico is something to, someone to claim. Mm. I mean, like I say, like I say, you know, no one's cleaning this. But I appreciate the show had the maturity to at least not have Rico and Shinako be cartoonish in the fact that they were just gaslighting Harry or anything. I could totally see a lesser version of this work being the case where mm. Rico on his own, or maybe even maybe even with Shinako, like in a very East Enders soap opera kind of way, where they're just deliberately being cruel to her. The only cruelty that really happens in this show, save for some shittiness from Rao, but even then, like, I at least understand, but not condone, of course, the reasoning why. Um, you know, like, it's very human behavior. It's very flawed. So, yeah, I definitely... That scene, like, woofed. But... Okay. Well, yeah, the, just the directing and staging in particular is so amazing in the yeah. show. Yeah. I'll tell you the, um, the moment that the show I felt the most gutted was when uh, Shinako and Rikuo are in the midst of their, you know, ill-fated relationship. And, you know, you kind of go up and down because, like, they have a moment of just incredible awkwardness where you feel like, oh, my God, 
dude like they're mm-hmm. they're just gonna they're gonna end it right here and then good things happen and they have some chemistry and they have a talk and things are going well and you're on one you're on one of the highs they're in her place they finish dinner and things are just going great they seem like they're just getting on very well ring ring the phone rings hello moshi moshi it's ro and she says i once caught a fish this big yeah and oh she's gosh. talking to him and then she says no no one's here oh 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 my god i was just like fucking hell rico that shit must hurt <laughs> you are a strong man to like not just be like all right we need to have a talk. You got to tell this boy. No, that is 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 keep doing this. You can no his, one, no one, his, <laughs> no one. Is your boy is what should happen? He should. He should have gone. Okay, uh, Shako, can I have the phone, please? Can I have this phone, please. Okay, yes, thank you. Hi, Rue. Go fuck yourself. There you go. Done. Yep. Job done. Um, but instantly, let's not get Rue off the hook here. Like. I, he seems to think that Shinako is like some sort of takeaway service that he, you know, just actually comes and cooks the food at yours rather than just leaving it at your door. But it's now actually a good time for me to get laid into my criticism about the gender role thing. This is an expansion on something that I've discussed before. Sure, go for it. Right. Only only women should cook, Shadon. That's just how it goes. <laughs> I'm being facetious. Well, that's what the show seems to be getting at here because it belabors that point so much. Uh, from so many of its characters. It's very stereotypical. And, yeah. I'm, I mean, even to the point where in the same episode there is a direct comparison being made between Haru's cooking and Shinako's. Like, that's the thing I was talking about about philosophy before and, like, what it's trying to intone is an ideal thing. And if you want to take it on face value, um, like, as presented, it seems to suggest that, like, the women should be cooking and that's kind of it. Like, for all that, like, I understand that Rico and Shinako's relationship was awkward because of the external factors of the people in their lives, which is a valid thing to explore and I don't think should be changed. The fact that they don't otherwise do anything or talk about anything really other than that, save for, I think, Rico saying, let's go watch a film at some... I think in, like, the second-to-last meal before they break up. Like, it's very, very odd. They don't... No one seems to do things together in this show. You're talking about like, Rico They go and, and hang Shinako out too. and they cook and that... Oh yeah. yeah, and they're only they're talking about the weather a lot, a lot. They're talking about the fucking weather, dude. And um, oh, I had a point here. Oh, and like a moment for me where I was like, okay, these two, these two just don't belong together. Was when he gave her the recycled Christmas gift, and he said, um, I. Uh, you know, he finally admits, like, okay, this is something I bought for my boss. And he says, because I would have no idea what to get you. I'm like, you're in love with this girl. You've known her for years. You've been friends. You don't know what to give her as a gift? Come on. <laughs> well, the thing is, uh, I'm not going to say that he necessarily wouldn't have known. Uh, but what I'm going to say is, if that were the case, maybe he should have asked her. But he said that. Asked a friend. He said, I wouldn't have known what to get you. 
But that's what I'm saying. If he should have asked someone, then. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I will also mm-hmm. concede to I will also concede to the fact that he had no idea he'd be seeing it. But then again, like it is Christmas, you should probably give it to her anyway, separately, even just if they were friends. I don't know. It's messy. It's yeah. the way the oh, show yeah. works, where things I'm... fall into laps and all that. But yeah. yeah, I don't even think he had to get her something, but just the fact that he would admit to not knowing what gift to get her. My, like, this is hmm. what. What planet are you living on, man? Like you, I don't. I don't know. I don't he should, know, have, he should have. He should have gotten her a raven, so her <laughs> raven could afford <laughs> Harry's raven. It could have been a Pokemon battle. Oh, you know I'm right. Gay. But I choose you. But 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 to come back to my original yes. point though, like there's something very gendered about the way that the women and the men act in this show that I think is reflective of the time it was written in and it really, really feels sure. weird as fuck to me that they go to, like, I think it was episode 10 where even Rose, like, you're not going to come around and cook for me as often? And I'm like, shut the fuck up! How about you learn to cook, you little shit? <laughs> or how about Rico? How about, I mean, okay, I'll create Rico this. I think when, <laughs> I think, I think when Yuzahara came round and stayed at his, he cooks for a, once if i recall correctly i could be wrong on that but like you know how about we get more to these relationships than you know they spend time together and (laughs) like the girl cooks for him it is shorthand for they're hanging out together um let's not make anything roda's representative of our gender please (laughs) i'll I'll recall for that matter but unfortunately he probably kind of is representative and they both are but well, it, well, do you think he was in the Crunchyroll comments section? <laughs> Is that why they're so mad at Shinako? <laughs> there, I've cracked it. It's all row. He's got, he's got two, he's got five hundred burner accounts for Crunchyroll, so he can post the same comment. Fuck you, Shinako, over and over. Where I'm thinking it. You're gonna be late for art class, bro. I'm logging on. I'm in. Posting Crunchyroll comment for the latest episode. Bro, what is 4chan? Yeah, God. Amazing. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah, I don't know, like, this is a problem I had previously with the whole uh, Minato and Yuzahara episodes, in that it seems to put great emphasis on... You remember him? (laughs) He was a good... I liked him in the end. He seems to come to the most mature conclusion than Rico did, and didn't take him, like, the entire run of the show to do so. I don't trust anyone who would wear a hat like that. I'm just being honest. I would just um, assume... (laughs) And this is terrible of me, and there are people that wear such hats, and they're good people. If I met this person, I would just assume that they're a piece of shit. <laughs> With a hat like that. <laughs> Sorry. Well, he, you know, it could be worse if we were in pinstripe. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, member of the mob. But, so, Doc, do you think I'm, like, off base here on the whole gendered, like, role thing? It seems really fucking weird. I don't think you're off base. I think that it doesn't bother me. Um... It doesn't really bother me too much. And I think, like, what you're saying, the fact that, you know, it's a product of its time is part of it. You know, in a similar way, in a much more kind of flagrant way, uh, Banana Fish was like this in terms of its stereotypes of gay men. um, Because it's, again, anachronistic, very much a product of its time. Um Something similar is probably going on here. Um, and I guess because I can I can kind of see it, like, from far away, and because I, f- 
I almost feel like that those like the the cooking kind of aspect of it like the commentary or sort of unconscious gender biases were limited maybe to that area I find myself able to overlook it uh pretty handily and not not knock the show too much for it but I I understand um if it bothers you or other people more than it bothers me Fair enough then. Um, well, I'll leave it that and I'll let <clears throat> the viewers at home judge. Uh, just pro tip, by the way, uh, would be cishet male listeners. Or in fact, no, never mind cishet. Just peep, like lads in general. Uh, learn to cook. <laughs> don't, make the, don't make the mistake I did. I didn't really learn or start learning to cook until I was 25. Um, I, that, was a, that was a dumb fucking mistake on my part. Well, I mean, even if you suck at cooking... I think just the not assuming that you're owed to be cooked for and that, yeah. you know, compensating. Like, they at least they had that moment where his boss was like, hey, ma'am, if you let her keep pampering you, you're going to lose her. You should, you should do something for her. And he called her and was like, what can I do? And she's like, nothing. I like to do this. Please, I want to do something. And she's like, ah, just pay for dinner. Um, at least that there was, like, that kind of, like, attempt and i think like the lesson you yeah. know, if you're gonna take it into the real world like even if it's not cooking like again don't don't feel like you're entitled to that from your partner and uh if they are the one who cooks because they're good at it or they like to do it try to like you, reciprocate and do something for them of equal value you're entirely right um since uh i was a since like a two three weeks back uh, i've actually been able to visit uh a friend and his wife um for, uh, every week uh, because of the coronavirus lockdown easing um and she by her own admission and his is not a good cook and he does most of the cooking and the thing is right as much as i say like learn to cook and all that and that applies whichever way you want to slice it if you know there is like a mutual understanding here then i don't mind that either you know because not to put it too mildly but if you're not good at cooking you could potentially burn the place down you don't want to do that <laughs> yeah that's uh i'm, but I'm that, not a good but <laughs> But that being said, though, like, I'm not saying that if, you know, the other person in your relationship, I mean, perpetual singles in here, take this for what it's worth. Like, you know, the other person in your relationship, like, they cook, then you should learn to cook instead. But there should be some reciprocation of some sort. And I did not feel that much from Rico really at all. And I thought, this is weird. It's, it's strange. And it feels so endemic to, like, the way that the characters act and the way that Shinako falls in line with that. And also then... Uh, with what happens with Yuzahara and Minar. So I'm like, is this what the show's trying to intone is like a good partner? Now, I'll grant you, it does then U-turn on that because it's Haru who ends up winning in the end and her cooking is... I actually liked the look of her breakfast. Oh, good! <laughs> yeah. It was a good-looking breakfast. I'm sorry it wasn't Hors d'oeuvres or whatever, you know. Or, <laughs> Come but, on, dude. <laughs> Standard-looking yeah. breakfast. What a... Yeah, it, it looks all right. You know, I'd, I'd eat that. But, um, yeah, there's something about it that just felt really, really off to me. And maybe that's why I think that your biology is going to vary on your reactions to this, particularly if you're younger. So mm -hmm. I don't know, but yeah, the, the gender thing, like is a quirk of the age of the work. And I'm like, I wish I'd, I, mean, I think that I would have not minded as much if I also got to see the characters doing other things and interacting in other ways that weren't strictly about I'm in the kitchen making something. And then that's it. Like, I mean, I know the nineties were like, you know, a dark, depressing, like, <laughs> you know, hellscape, How dare. but you could do stuff. <laughs> How about they go out, like, you know, played sports or anything like that? I don't know. They tried go, to go see a movie, stuff, but that didn't go well. They tried to go well, see yeah, a Rico kaiju tried movie. To go, Harry tried, 
Harry tries to go see a movie and then mm-hmm. Rico just completely fucks it up right away. Yeah. So that is go. what they're doing 90% of the time. I mean, there's times when like they go to the park and sit on the benches or like they try to go to a movie or a gallery, but like just the vast majority of the time, yeah, they're going out to a restaurant or they're eating in mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's gonna, you know, that's the, the cooking piece is going to come into it. Um, I don't know. I mean, do maybe maybe that's just reflective of like the author's kind of preferences for what they like to do. You know, that could very well be because I mean, for me also, like I'm I'm not sit sit on their ass and wait for food to be delivered to them. Well, what I mean is, um, (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. If they're gonna hang out with someone, they want to share a meal together and talk. Like that might be their preferred. Fair, way fair. to like date or something like that and i mean i can sympathize because i'm not a very adventurous dater person um dinner i should hope not given you've been married <laughs> well well but i mean is even on dates with <laughs> my wife or when i was when we were sorry. dating sorry no that's it's fine it's fine um like and i told one of the i told her up front like i may have told the story before but one of the first things i told her was like look you should know who you're getting uh, getting into uh, a relationship with here or going out on a date with. I'm not going to be someone who's going to take you skydiving or extreme rock climbing. It's just not me. <laughs> like, I'm I'm all for, like, going to a bookstore together, uh, going out for me. Like, I'm just not an adventurous guy. And uh, luckily, we're both like that. We're both homebodies. So in, in a way, I can kind of, like, sympathize with that. And and the particularly with Shinako and Roe, like their relationship is so intimate that like having them be together in an intimate setting, like the kitchen, um, it, it feels like appropriate. And maybe that there's some propriety with uh, her being seen alone with a young man of his age, like when they're not together, like maybe that there's, you know, things that people might think. I mean, I'm not really sure. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. And yeah, like, you know, this is again, your mileage may vary thing on this show, which applies to everything, really, let's be honest. But the truth of it is, like, you know, if you are, as you say, like with Doc, like in that kind of relationship where you're comfortable with, basically, as long as you're comfortable with the pace that you set for each other, then it doesn't matter what that pace actually is. Let's be fair here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, you know, met a lady at the start of the year after New Year's Eve, and then we had a, I brought, she came here, uh, and I will leave the rest to your imagination. Um, but what we what we discussed at that point was, um, you know, like what we were looking for in someone mm-hmm. else. And she said, all I'm really after is someone I can just watch Netflix with and just not do much talking. And if you have, you know, any idea of who I am as a person by merit of the fact that I spend most of my time each week talking on a podcast and trying to engage critically with the media I consume, uh, you know full well that that's not a person I'm going to be into whatsoever. But that's not to devalue her perspective. If she does want, genuinely want that, and without going into detail, there is history involved with that particular lady uh, that justifies that particular viewpoint. You know, like mm. these 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 ways in which we set the pace of like our what we want in relationship or the relationships we do have, they don't form in a vacuum. Right. They obviously are built up over time from like our experiences, both good and bad. So not to devalue her by like saying like you know like her just wanting to chill, do Netflix and chill constantly. Uh, is a bad thing. That's her thing. It's just not my thing. There's a difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Compatibility. It's 
It's not uh, between everyone. Uh, as we see with mm-hmm. Shinako and Rikuro, just simply uh, were better friends than they were boyfriend and girlfriend. And another moment that I really just felt like torn to pieces over the characters was uh, Shinako feeling c- confessing to her um, colleague that she felt guilty for not having sex with him yet because they've been dating for three months. It's like, you poor woman. God, like, I'm so sorry you feel so guilty for, like, so many things you know, in your life. It sucks, man. Oh, God. You, I, I agree with you, but now that I think about it, like, it's a bit strange that they... What, I, what I'm about to say here, like, when I say dancing around the issue of sex, I'm not saying that they should have, like, you know, she should have done anything or they should do anything. What I'm saying is that the show seems to not really be willing to call it what it is. They see, and maybe there is, that in itself can be relatable that you have this unspoken, like, hesitation to it. Um, but I don't know, I feel like I just wish it had been more explicit in talking about it. I'm not saying that they should have done anything or that the situation should play out differently. Oh, I am. There's just something very, there's a, <laughs> no, I'm well, not, okay, okay, I'm not, okay. No, but I'm just, I'm totally kidding. Because on the one hand, I feel terrible that she feels guilty about it. Like, no one should feel mm. guilty about that. But also, there were some moments that were so awkward. And I was just like, just bone already. Just fucking bone already. And then the tension will go away. <laughs> but, yeah, but that's just, obviously... just, just, just let it just let it all out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> this is mostly in jest. Because that is, that is crushing when, I mean, you know, the reason that she is not doing that is because of, like, past trauma. Um and just really needing to take it slow. Uh, and I don't know, like, it, it should be uh, respected. And, you know, oh, honestly, absolutely. they should have talked about it. But that's that's also why I think this feels a deal dates in its own right. In that I think that over the past, like, two decades or so since the turn of the century, like, there's been less of a taboo about talking about sex and, like, sexuality and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, again, to tie in with the whole gender role thing, with the lack of modern technology and the social paradigms that go with that, I think that the... This is very minor, by the way. I'm talking a lot about this, but this is not a big problem, in my opinion. Because uh, it isn't... I mean, to boil it down to just them not boning would be very reductive for their relationship and the problems with it. So it's the show's credit that it isn't about that. And that also doesn't mean that there shouldn't be stories about that, of course. But I'm saying in this particular instance, I'm fine with it as is. I just wish that they were more explicit in talking about, like, I'm not ready to do that right now. Um, rather than being nebulous, mm-hmm. I suppose is the word I'm looking for. Mm, right, sure, sure, I get you, I get you. Um, talking point I wanted to bring up, uh, I think uh, the direction in the show as far as shot juxtaposition and cuts uh, mm. really came in like into its own over these final episodes because when Shinako and Rico got together officially, although secretly still, but officially, unofficially, officially, uh, you got a lot of these moments when you saw one of them in the picture and you would be expecting their partner to come in, but someone else would come into the picture. Like for instance, you know, you'd have a long scene with Haru uh, or or with Rikuo thinking about Haru or talking to or about Haru. And then you would cut to Rikuo sitting in a restaurant and you'd be thinking, oh, 
is, is Haru about to show up? And you hear a, a voice say, hello. It's like, it's Haru. And then it cuts and it's Shinako. And they did that a bunch. And they did that with the, the boys too. Like you would be expecting Rikuo in the shot with Shinako. And it would cut uh, to to Row. And I just loved that. I loved that. And, and I didn't think, uh, apart from Row, some of the time, any of the characters felt like they got sidelined. I mean, maybe Haru to an extent. Um and row to an extent when the show really did focus on Shinako and um, Rikuo's sort of uh, ill-fated relationship. But I think it deserved mm. that focus, uh, the lion's share of it. I'm glad that they yeah. did that. So, but yeah, those, yeah exactly. those juxtapositions ruled. Like, I loved every time I was surprised by that. Yeah, the the show, like, in general, like, beyond the issues I have with certain elements of its adaptation specifically... I think that this, what the strongest facet is definitely the way it's been animated, uh, the way it's been shot, like the use of the flashbacks and the framing. Like, there's a reason that Frikuo is a photographer, like, and that plays such a strong part in the early episodes of, okay, memories, you know, being fuzzy and all that, like the things that linger around afterwards. The fact that uh, Rose's brother, uh, Shinako's, uh, you know, previous love interest, like, we never see his face. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. only ever uh, indistinct like mannequin of a person that's cruel for me to say but that's true though like he's just more of a mythological figure in their pasts yeah and the fact that he keeps showing that repeat over over i think is really really telling and really interesting so yeah i agree 100 percent that the show's like strongest cell in my opinion is indeed as you say shot composition etc definitely all right my final talking point oh boy this is the uh this is the moment so I, you know, like, I discussed, like, about being... You, you brought up the idea of being gussed at a particular scene, but there was a moment that hit me like a ton of bricks. I felt like I'd been punched. Uh, because it made me realise it's true, you know, like, that's the way I behave. And the reason I bring this up is not to get this off my chest as some kind of, like, psychotherapy thing, but just to point out that even though I do have problems with the show, this is why I think it's been immensely valuable for me to watch as a person and not as a critic, because it's allowed me to reflect on myself. And that's why I think that it is worth watching this show overall. Like, me and Doc, like, we have our different life scenarios. He's been married for a long time. Me, you know, I haven't even gone Cindy yet because fuck that noise, but you get the point. Um, so Rico has a line and he says something to the effect of, um, I like it when women pay attention to me and I wished it could go on forever. And I felt that, I was like, that's me. Got me nailed to the wall there, show you're right. It's true. And I think that ref- made me realize a lot of my behavior and the way I've reacted to a lot of women in the past has been like, get that sliver of attention. I'm like, holy shit, I'm like a dog with a bone. Hmm. Um, but I think that that assertion there is one of the show's smarter observations about the way men, including myself, react to women and how they can then potentially be led on to um, then become Crunchyroll commenters, funnily enough. Yeah. Uh, which is which is that you know like that when they get shown this attention if they might for example like me you know feel that they've not had a lot of good experiences in the past like that cumulatively that builds proper time and then next thing you know you're like well hey she's been really cool with me that's got to mean something right whereas she's being cool with you because she's just being cool with you because that's what good people do it doesn't it's not necessarily the exceptional trait that you make it out to be even that doesn't devalue what they do of course but you know what i mean mm-hmm. so I think that the show, like, you know, I appreciate it for saying that. I think that it takes a lot of balls, like, even though for the, you know, it still kind of also fumbles the ball a little bit here with having Rico get with her. And this is why 
were I writing this, I think that either A, I would have made it very, very clear that a substantial amount of time has passed, be it either in terms of episode length or at least having that little signifier like three months later, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, or alternatively, I would have gone with what I'm going to term the breakup ending, which is, to me, still sticks in my mind as that romantic comedy that I watched once that the only thing I remember about it was it had the nerve to actually say, hey, you know what, these two aren't good enough together and they shouldn't they don't end up doing that. As Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston's character in the uh, rom-com era, you know, like, uh, hey, here's... You could be talking about seven it... movies. <laughs> well, that's what I was about to say, basically, yeah. Um, but that that show, that's, that film, like, had a lot of nerve to say that. Like, I thought that was kind of refreshing because, you know, you've got... I don't really know if I should necessarily be commenting on the appearance of both of those actors, but how often do you see someone who looks like Vince Vaughn, like, paired up with someone like Jennifer Aniston in films like that? Well, I think... Adam Sandler specifically. Yeah, I think fairly often <laughs> these yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So, th- so, there's something you could read into that about how, like, you know, conventionally attractive, like, very attractive women, like, you know, all they really want is a conventionally moderately attractive guy. I, this is something we could discuss elsewhere. But anyway, the point being is that ending, like, you know, I thought was actually surprisingly progressive and it still sticks to me to this day. Um, and that's why I think it would have been good if the show had done that here to not have Requo get with Haru. Specifically also because, I'm very sorry to say, but we don't then see anything of them after that point. And that's something I wish shows actually like this actually did, which is they get in a relationship and then we see it progress. We don't simply cut to credits and then go to the final song of the show and then that's it. And we see them go into the sunset. Like, I've said before about, uh, many times I like the idea of the endless ending where you get to imagine it. And there are times that works, but there are times I wish that we got to see the whole journey. I think that the show is smart to end it here i think it should have taken more time to get there but i do i do not think the show's greater strengths lie in that sort of thing that you're talking about Mm. i think it it might have been a less interesting set of episodes or even episode you know the epilogue it just because i think the will they or won't they um you know, oh, these characters are doing each other wrong or being shitty to each other. Oh, they're so wrong for each other. Why don't they... Like, I feel like that's all, like, where the show is is doing its best work. And mm-hmm. uh, if, if they showed couples happy together, you know, is that the best... Is that yesterday? Is that seeing yesterday for me? You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Well, when I say, like, showing the time afterwards, I think that... You can do that in many different ways. And by the way, just to clarify, I'm not saying this is a fault of the show for not doing this. Mm-hmm. Although I, I actually do think it kind of is because I think that it just kind of cheapens like the finale with Haru and Riko that like they get the moment of confession and that's it. I'd have liked to seen a little sliver of them doing something. Like can you, I mean, MMO Junkie did that mm-hmm. even though it kind of botched it a bit. And I think that it would have been nice to see that. In fact, you know what would have been a really nice callback if they had Haru waiting outside a movie theater but this time Riko actually turns up. Mm-hmm. That, I think, would have been neat. Um, but that's minor. So to go back around to my original point, though... Well, she was, uh, waiting, she and... was waiting in the coffee bar, and he did turn up. That's true. That's true. Um, but to come back to my original point, I think the show um, points out for Rico's own admission. I think, like a lot of people, like me, will take that quite hard, but it's true. And I'm glad that some a show actually had the nerve to say that even if it muddles it a little bit of him getting with Haru in the end, but at least it is willing to admit the complicity that people like myself have in over, like, 
putting too much weight in the behavior of others and the enthusiasm and intent you gotta dial it back sometimes lads mm-hmm. trust me <clears throat> yeah uh, to well said by the way i mean and i'm glad that he was self-reflective enough to say that and then i'm glad mm-hmm. that he by his own admission is trying to grow out of that right because he says like i you know this is the kind of person that i was like anyone that showed me attention i really liked it and i wanted it to go on forever i'm sure he's talking quite a bit about shinako there and he says but then i met this really annoying chick who i had to decide was cute i'm just like is this the best you can do to confession (laughs) but but um uh, no but uh, uh, that is um that's a really good point by you I, God, I just super, super, super wish that, like, it just didn't come out of nowhere. Because, like, um, I just, where, where is the evidence that he cares about this girl? Like, yeah, I just don't see it. in the manga. It. I don't, and, and they it's could, the manga, they, they could have done it. Like, had they had some more episodes, uh, or, you know, just, uh, stretch things out or or do more stuff like yeah i mean i, I wanted it, it would have it would have made everything better having some more time and being able to show us that these two characters actually do care about their you know potentially like younger partners um in the romantic mm-hmm. sort of way especially especially with rikuo because I mean, holy shit, throughout most of the show, you just thought, like, he thinks that she's just this big inconvenience. Um, and, you know, we get the bit where he's like, I've been lying to myself. But it's like, that's not good enough, man. Like, I need more from you. I definitely needed more from the show uh, in that area. It does help that it's easy to imagine, like, how it would have gone, at least for me. But you can't, like... You can't let, I don't think you could let the show skate here for sure. No, no. Um, by the way, for some reason, when you said like you'd imagine how it had gone, I just had this weird mental image of Haru, like, and Rico, like, the great, okay, I'll meet you at the movie fair in 15 minutes. And she goes, okay, bye. And then <clears throat> Kansuke just picks her up from the shoulder and just she flies off. <laughs> Do ask me why that popped into my head. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! And he's just like shit. How do I get there in time? Have you ever have you ever played the original Dark Souls, Shadon? No, okay, never mind. Then. Um, I think the last thing I want to say about the show is that um, I I think that it was unfortunate the amount of hate Shinako got, and we mentioned this before, but I think a lot of people are just going to be like, oh, like she was she was being a hypocrite, and that's true. But so is everyone. Everyone's a fucking hypocrite. Like, and this show is about real people. Yeah. The show is about real people that are like a messes. And like, I mean, in each of our own lives, like the further you, you know, if you take a look at a slice of your own life, the farther you zoom out, the more hypocrisy you will find. And it's true for every human. Go ahead. Exactly. And I... I think that like that reaction itself is a kind of highlight that maybe if they look to the lids of their own hearts, like things and stuff like, why do I have such a visceral reaction? Why is it a big problem? Because, you know, the sh- I think to the show's credit, like it does evoke those responses. It got a different one out of you and me separately. It was relatable to both of us, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that's going to stick with me after the, after the fact. Don't get me wrong. Um, so yeah, I'm glad for that. I just, I just think that some people on the internet, and when I say some, I mean a lot. Unfortunately, uh, they've had the, they basically <laughs> when I say some, they basically had me ninety percent of the internet. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of people on the internet. I don't know if there's any one single source of what's done. Let's just assume that it's basically like negative influences. Like they have this expectation that people in fiction will behave in a purely logical and clinical kind of way, uh, which is antithetical to drama. Um, And on top of that, it's not how real people work either. People do fuck up in the ways that yesterday suggests they do. Granted, there is a line to be found between hating a character and understanding that it's the show's intent to make you hate them and hating them because the show may, as I suggested, potentially be endorsing their behavior or conversely denouncing it if it's a positive one. It's a very granular line and it's something that you're going to have to come to your own conclusion on. But, I mean, I'm sorry to say, if you've got a problem with Shinako just because she didn't put out or whatever your reasoning is for that... um, you might want to grow up a little bit. <laughs> I think it will probably be... It's true. Like, if you're going to point at the hypocrisy, which I think is a real hypocrisy, it would be about, like, her kind of feelings about Haru when when she will not uh, tell Ro that she and Rico are in a relationship. Um, yeah. And, it, like, it's, it's, you know, is it hypocritical? Sure. But, like, I also get it. I, t- I, I think her situation with Ro is a lot different than Haru and Riko's situation. Um, Maybe they need to actually watch the show, crazy suggestion <laughs> as that is. And 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 like you said, just be a little bit humble and self-aware that, you know, that the show is trying to depict um, realistic people, um, you know. One of whom has a crow as a pet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, like complicated folks, three-dimensional characters, um, more that it has is about these humans, not archetypes. So, yeah, I think Mm -hmm. that people need to like not make a big deal about these characters being hypocritical. And like you were saying, Rico, uh, you know, is is one as well, you know, like um, he uh he didn't go out of his way to tell Haru because he didn't want to hurt her feelings and yet he wants Shinako to do the same and I but and I totally understand that though too you know I mean it's it's I, I put myself in his shoes and I would want the same thing I mean I would selfishly think like now me and Haru we don't have anything going on but you and Ro how do I know there's not something there I think that you should tell him you know what I mean like I can totally, like, just empathize with that perspective as hypocritical as yeah. it is and as selfish as it is. Like, I get it. So, but they, but they because both are human. that people should extend the same sympathy to Shinako. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, folks. Like, what makes people good is not that they don't have, like, ideas, like, mm. you know, of, uh, like, oh, God, I can't believe this person fucking did that. You have no idea what runs through my head every single day. And the thing is, joke as that is, that's also the point. You don't have an idea what runs through my head every single day because I challenge myself on it. I stop myself from saying stuff. I don't believe in the things that like my little subconscious, little devil inside here says, you do realize that they fucked you over. They didn't. 
because I took the time to think about it. And maybe would be Crunchyroll commentators, you should do the same before you click that send button. Don't press send. Just a thought. <laughs> the power not to post. <laughs> the uh oh what is the what's the monogatari thing? Shit. The uh, the something of something. Oh, you! It's it is a lot like the the power to. Oh, I'm, I'm dying. I, someone is gonna. I, hopefully, someone tells me. Someone at me in Discord and remind me what this Monogatari quote is. Uh, uh, is it the power to we'll, we'll, something uh, or what? Is, I can't remember. Anyway, we'll 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 figure it out. But I think that otherwise brings us to the end of our discussion. Is that right, Doc? It is. Yeah. So like. How do you rate, we rate the, the show? Shall we rate the show? Yeah. Let's do How it. How do rate the show? Uh, I am going to overall get... I mean, I said I had a net negative on it, but the funny thing is, like, you know, in my own kind of vein of hypocrisy, I've kind of turned on it a little bit as we've discussed it more and more properly articulated and fleshed out my feelings. Mm-hmm. I really, really wish this show was set in a more modern setting with all the trappings that come with that because I think that would have made it even better because there is a universality to what is being discussed here and that's always going to make this kind of stuff timeless. And like I said, the idea of uh, Haru going to the convenience store because it's neutral territory, that's true. That's the, that is the way people like Not necessarily a convenience store, but a bar, a pub, a cinema, mm-hmm. a chat room, a Discord server, you name it, you know. <laughs> that's a, yeah. That's the way this thing can go. Um, waiting, I just wish it wasn't. Waiting for the anime knockoff of Discord called Harmony. <laughs> needs to happen. Is it going to have loading messages constantly <laughs> go, ooh, 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 here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy Jenkins, etc., etc. No, no, no. It'll, it'll just entirely be like anime trope sayings, like uh, "loading now, senpai" or something like that. Yes, you know, yes. ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. Uh, so there is a universality stuff that makes this timeless. I just think that unfortunately that doesn't mean it also can't be dated simultaneously, and that's part of what the show feels like. Uh, the gender stuff with the cooking bothers me because I wish that you know, like that we had something more interesting to talk about was more relevant to modern times um, rather than it being something that feels kind of outdated. Um, I am going to say that your mileage, again, is going to vary for this. Like, I'm speaking as a cishet dude here with a ton and ton of baggage and also 13 years of fruitlessly trying to find a partner. And on the other hand, Doc is, of course, someone who has been married for a very long time. But that's just our two perspectives separately. You know, you... If you're a woman, for example, I can I can't speak to your perspective as to how you might feel about Haru and Shinako and how they're presented. Maybe you've got more visceral reaction than that. I know that a lot of people were put off this show in particular because they thought it was just going to be about two women orbiting this twat of a man, uh, and then eventually one was. And the funny thing is, well, I think there's more to it than that. That doesn't make that statement untrue, and it's going to boil down a right. lot how you feel about the characters. Right. So that being said. I'm very glad I watched it. I'm very impressed by what it did in terms of its execution on its visuals. Uh, I've grown a little bit as a person from it, I would hope. Fingers crossed. Um, so I'd be re- I'd be like, you know, I'd be wrong if I gave it a bad score. So all told, this is quite the U-turn from me. But again, like you say, you know, it's a show about hypocrisy. And I suppose it keeps it, you know, on brand if I'm a hypocrite myself by saying I had a net negative and then turning around. It's it. okay. No, no, I'm no. Gonna get, a, you can, I'm you gonna, have huge problems with it. And it's totally fair. Yep. I'm going to give this show 3.75 secondhand moonstones out of nice. five. Nice. Nice one. Okay. That's a good rating. I, I, I can, yes. 
Mm, that rating resonates with me. Um, okay. Uh, I really, really love the show a lot. Um, like it made me feel a whole gamut of different feelings. And I value that highly in a show. Not just that it made me feel, that it made me feel very strongly. Um, I watched a lot of anime over the years and, you know, I say the majority of it did not make me feel strongly, nearly as strongly as this show. Um, and mm. I should watch more anime romances for this reason. Uh, so I can get this drama this that I, uh, that I just feed on. Um, and uh i you'd like snafu then yeah no i've seen the first season it was good um second season was good as well yeah i need to watch it i own it uh but i've not seen it yet um i have the blu-rays but um for whatever reason i'm reticent to return to it but uh but i did like the first season a lot um yeah i i thought this was a very good show very well written um very well realized characters well directed um you know i didn't have any major major problems with it until the very end and i think that the fact that the end is so important to the show and you know i'm i'm not displeased with the destination i think that the kind of final leg of the journey was too rushed and they needed to lay much more groundwork to make the destination feel earned. So I think that like, Mm -hmm. because it was such a major part of the show, it's worth knocking off a whole star. Um, So I'm going to give this, um, you know, uh, four, uh, you know, hairpins through your ear you dumbass out of five <laughs> four clothespins <laughs> or paper clips that's what those things are four paper yeah. clips through mm-hmm. the year uh out of five um i would re- <laughs> this is a show i would recommend to a lot of people um and you know i think my wife would actually get a lot out of the show um yeah i think that there are a lot of different people who maybe don't like find generally like themselves connecting with anime would take a lot from the show it's one of those sort of shows like it's a really good you know drama. you know what's funny uh there's a couple of things i want to say in response to what you just said there the first thing that came to my mind was this reminds me now that you mentioned it a little bit of 91 days yeah, i was thinking of that, that i could yeah. s- there we go because I, I could see this becoming um a live action one that being said, actually, no, because there were the flashbacks which had their own artistic streaks. But then again, you maybe could do something equivalent in live. I don't know. But I mean, that, that again speaks to the universality of what's going on, that you don't necessarily need the medium to get the message across. Um, don't make this live action. The second- it's great animated. Mm-hmm. I loved it animated. Do not. Don't do it. <laughs> Unless they expand out to 24 yes, then episodes. Yes, please. Then I'll watch like- it. Yes. Yes. Give each episode an hour. There you go. Ooh, I'm just so the, the, net, the, net, the Netflix format. The second thing is, uh, would be listeners at home, uh, whether you're catching this on Patreon when it's gone free to air, if you've seen the show, um, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts like on if it did resonate with you in the way they did with me and Doc. Um, because, as I say, we're just two perspectives and we have a, we have a lot of commonality in like our attributes. Uh, that means that we don't obviously get the voices of people who like might have very different reactions to it. For example, women, uh, or even if you're LGBTQ+. 
Um, or even maybe if you're Ace and Arrow, because mm-hmm. I could see that mm-hmm. being something that might be explored in Shinako and Rico's relationship and how it doesn't end up working out, but maybe there are elements of that in there. I would be very curious to hear your thoughts if you've seen it, um, and if you did indeed resonate with any of the characters. Generally, if you just want to offer basically your opinions on the stuff that we've discussed and say, like, I agree or I don't, or here's something that you might have thought... I always like having discussions of this sort, so do let us know about that. Yeah, I could totally um, see someone thinking that, like, a, a feeling that they identify as an ace person with uh, Shinako. I did, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, you know, that's really interesting. That I would be really interested to hear that perspective. Absolutely. And the third and final point I'll make is: would be creators of anime do not king crimson your ending? <laughs> no, please, please. Uh, it is the thing that anime has the most trouble with, um, probably like down throughout the years is sticking the landing. It's very hard. Um, but this show like didn't, uh, make it easy for it. It made it even harder for itself and it, it stumbled Mm -hmm. there at the end. And, uh, I think the show will still be remembered. I think unlike listeners, this will be a show that's talked about at the end of the year. I think it will be a show that is looked back, you know, even years from now, because the characters are so strong and that tends to be more so than like mood, atmosphere, plot, or even aesthetics. Um, what sticks in the mind of people, uh, at least that I know of an anime fandom, you know, the characters mm. and these characters are so strong, especially, you know, Haru, uh, I could see folks you know, like the show sticking with them because of that. Absolutely. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap up at this point. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, thank you very much for your time. And thank you very much for your patience as well as we're just getting back into the normal swing of things. So we're now concluded on both listeners and yesterday. So we'll be, we did it. We fucking yes. did it. It finally happened. Yes. And now, now we move on to something we've not actually decided on yet. <laughs> well, oh, that's true. But um but I know I feel like I know what it is. But but oh. we'll talk about it off mic. Stay tuned, yeah. loyal <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Again, sorry, I know you've been waiting around a while for that. Just gonna have to ask you patience a little longer. So yeah, we will be moving on to new seasons of stuff very shortly. Um it is admittedly a scant season uh, because of COVID nineteen. Um that's the reality that we face here. So We'll see what we come up with. Um, if you are a patron, of course, do uh, let us know if you want anything adding to the poll for deciding our second stream content to replace Yesterday Wotate going forward, because that's obviously going to be your choice. That's part of the privilege of doing that. Um, yeah, and we got well, yeah, ultimately we'll, we got to come up with some polls for the patrons, and we got to uh, should Shaden get a hair transplant? <laughs> we we have to. Um, you know should we start gofundme we have to decide on the gap anime that we're going to cover between now and when we would start covering uh summer and you know what i had i had a crazy idea and i'm going to say this on mic but i'm not going to ask you to answer it until later just so you can ruminate on it i heard that um you're not going to believe i'm going to say this but i feel like i want to look at it just for the for the sheer what the fuck factor apparently do you remember Om Shirikyo, the fucking death cult? Yes, I do. Of from Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Apparently they made an anime. Yes. Do you want to watch it? Not really. Go answer that question. <laughs> no, um, uh, yeah, I. we have talked about um, 
we've talked to, and I think I actually mentioned this, so I'll say it again on this cast that like, you know, the, those patron requests that, um, we were going to do, oh, yes, about, yes, that we would, we would do podcast discussions of our thoughts and notes on those shows. Um, and so I think we're going to get started chipping away at that. So the, we've not forgotten about your requests. We have them and we will be doing them. I know that, that also you all have expressed patience and long suffering regarding that stuff. So get ready for Thank that you. content. You bastards. Yeah. I, I kid. I kid. I lovable <laughs> bastards. No, no, I'm, no, I'm still kidding. You guys rock. I love you patrons. You're the best. Undig yourself, Doc. (laughs) Cease your your deep earth excavation there. Yeah, I will. Uh, I can't. It's already, it's done. I'm buried. You buried, I buried myself uh, under the earth. Um, No, thank you, lovely uh, patrons. I look look forward to making more stuff for you, and I hope you look forward to listening to it. Slash watching it. If Uh, you're watching this patron-exclusive stream, um, if people like this, maybe maybe. Maybe they're watching it without audio and they're just imagining what we're saying. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do that. I really can't. Anyway, uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, take care of yourselves. Obviously, in the current climate, things are still dangerous. I'm acutely aware of the fact that things are not getting any better in the US, in particular for our US listeners. Wear a mask, for fuck's sake. Like, I'm not even going to suggest it's like a matter of choice here. It's a matter of you giving a shit about other people. Fucking wear a mask. Even if it's just a face covering or a bike smock, fucking do it. Uh, take care of yourself. Wash your fucking hands. You know, do all the good shit that we've been told about. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your friends. Take care of your family. Stay safe. Stay sane. Uh, and we'll, of course, be back sometime soon to do more content. But from myself and Doc, as we often say here on the podcast, embrace sure everyone to the ends of the universe. Good night and happy Friday. Rest in peace, Kenoshita. We miss you. Uh, convenience store forever. Uh, and bring back the brothers.